Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Question that a lot of people will be asking uh, as we head towards the next provincial election, would a a Patrick Brown government be a game changer for families uh, who are dealing with autism? Um, you know, the last couple of day, decades have been a very uh, dark chapter in Ontario in the history of our province. And, and there's plenty of blame to go around. But if, if Patrick Brown wins the election and if he delivers on his promise, it may come to an end soon. His platform, the People's Guarantee, is promising a massive $1.9 billion uh, investment to create a mental health system. Uh, we don't have that. And it's it's one of his biggest priorities. And something that's really important to him is promising to make sure that every family caring for an autistic child, regardless of their age, will get the support that they need for as long as they need it. That That is a huge departure from what we've seen uh, with the Wynne McGinty uh, government. Uh, you know, a lot of these people virtually feel that they've been ignored for the past 15 years. We've seen the protests at Queen's Park. Um, you know, in my early years of reporting, I met many of these families, you know, back when Harris was going out and McGinty was coming in and they, they were absolutely devastated because they couldn't afford to get the help that they needed for their kids. And they they would tell me, you know, with no support, they couldn't get the the treatment and they would literally watch their children slip away into darkness. And so they've been ignored. So will this change? Our next guest is counting on that. His name is Greg Fee and he joins me tonight. Good to have you. Uh, great to be on the show, Alex. Uh, honored to be uh, on, on day number two and loving the new broadcast. You should be honored that I didn't hang up on you, but that is that is possible. <laughs> but uh, let me just set up your, your story just a little bit. Uh, your nine-year-old son, Kenner, who I've had the, the pleasure of meeting, um, he has autism. And, of course, he yeah. was in the news making headlines because uh, your family lost a human rights case that would, if they had ruled in your favor, allowed Kenner to take his service dog Ivy, who's a super cutie, uh, but he takes her and needs her with him to offer him support. Pretty crushing blow for you, um, and I would think for any family who's got uh, an autistic child. How how would autism treatment change your life, and for those in the community? Well, from the the mental health angle, uh, Kenner, as an example, um, was brought in for emergency mental health care mm-hmm. uh, here in Ontario, and it took six weeks. And apparently that's a short wait. You know, imagine going to the hospital with a broken leg and yeah. being told, yeah, okay, head home and come back in two months when we have time to see you. And this is a kid that was telling us he didn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's kind of the, uh, the, the angle. That's why I was so impressed with, uh, with Patrick Brown's uh, People's Guarantee when, uh, when he came out with this last weekend. I was, I was astounded and in I'm loving this idea because this is obviously going to help not just kids with autism, but anybody that's dealing with a mental health crisis here in Ontario and something that the Liberals clearly don't care about. And certainly enough reason that your your wife, Amy, who I've, I've met, um, she she is running because she 
this is her fight. That's how much yeah. she believes it. So she's running in the next election, hoping to win, to take this fight. And I think really uh, fight for families who have aust- autistic kids. I mean, is that right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, that was one of the things that uh, first came up and uh, how she first got involved with this was the, the Autism Doesn't End at Five movement. And uh, the Ontario Autism Coalition arranged protests uh, out front of Queen's Park on that because for some reason the Liberals decided uh, that they were going to take the same chunk of money and give it to more of the kids with autism, if I understand this correctly, and uh, have them all spend a shorter time getting the therapy that they need, which unfortunately can't be done that way. It's, uh, it, it, was, it was a really odd, odd time, and that, uh, that is what prompted her to step up and, uh, and run for the uh, Ontario PC Party in Kitchener, South Haspelair. Paint a picture, if you can, of, of how bad the situation has uh, gotten for uh, families across the province. Well, as an example, Alex, um, therapy, uh, $140 an hour is, uh, is what some of these therapists cost. And in order to hit the targets of uh, IBI therapy, as an example, you're looking at 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And imagine a family with, you know, two working parents trying to come up with that. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what kind of tax bracket the, uh, the other on- uh, autism families are in in Ontario, but we are certainly not in the tax bracket to be able to afford that. And uh, that's that's why this uh, this this investment is uh, is huge. You know, not only committing to all the families with autism, but also the mental health issues. Because I I've never met somebody with autism that doesn't have an underlying mental health issue. We're talking to Greg Fee, whose son Kenner, just nine years old, has autism, and they've become uh, you know vocal in their fight to get autism support. Um, in your case, the service dog was your last fight. You lost that char- that challenge. Uh, human rights yeah. challenge just a couple of months ago um, uh, under this new um, uh, on this platform service dogs would be allowed in and they would have to be accepted in the board correct yes and uh, that's one of the things that uh, that I discovered I didn't realize in Ontario that service dogs that were from an accredited institution weren't all treated on the same plane as they are in other provinces and uh, I approached the Liberals about this. They did absolutely nothing to intervene, so I had to go through a human rights tribunal at my own expense, only for them to assert that school boards have the right to redetermine the needs. So even though you've had doctors sign off on this, even though in our case the Lions Foundation, who is where we got Ivy from, uh, decided that Kenner was an appropriate candidate for their service, uh, the school boards were able to uh, redetermine the need, and uh, that's a completely undefined target. There's there's no no way to say, okay, well, if you clear this bar, you're you're in. That is completely at the discretion of uh, somebody who's you know effectively a, a bouncer at a nightclub. You know, yeah. if they're going to let you in or not, it's it's that level of undefined. And now the unfortunate thing, Alex, is uh, not only is this a problem in Waterloo Catholic, where we are, uh, there's another family in Waterloo Catholic who uh, emailed a number of sitting MPPs and declared candidates from all parties uh, just in the past week and only got replies from Michael Harris, Gila Marto, and Amy Fee, my, mm-hmm. my wife. And there are also problems with Halton Catholic. Uh, they're denying a service dog right now. And then there's another problem in Ottawa Catholic that is popping up. Yeah, it's puzzling to me uh, when you see the, the improvements. How, how? Okay, I'm going to ask you two questions. First of all, sure. uh, 
explain if you can in your simplest uh, way, when you get a, a child that's diagnosed with autism and, and the doctors ask, you know, lots of questions at about, you know, six months on, they start asking questions, you know, about eye contact and, you know, uh, just to make sure the, the symptoms and the signs aren't showing. But how early is it best to get the treatment started and, and how long does that treatment have to last? Like how long would Kenner then need the treatment? Well, as an example, with uh, the autism funding, uh, the the funded therapy here in Ontario, uh, they they have checkpoints that yeah. you have to hit, and uh, and so going back to you know it's it's obviously better the earlier you get it, but there are some kids, and especially when you talk about girls, yeah. uh, boys exhibit the signs of autism much sooner mm-hmm. on average than than the girls do. So some of these girls are nine, ten, eleven years old that are getting diagnosed with autism, and for them, you know they've they're they're not past the point of no return, but they need the therapy ASAP if uh, if if it's going to help them as they you know transition to adulthood because these kids are adults with autism a heck of a lot longer than they are kids with autism and that's something that just absolutely dumbfounded me about the uh, the former plan mm-hmm. under the under the Liberal government because you can they can slip back they can make improvements but they can slip back very very easily let uh, just absolutely. quickly before I let you go. Um, you know, Ivy being beside Kenner, I've seen them interact yeah. together. How how much has that improved his situation? Well, um, Ivy is what keeps Kenner even keel all yeah. day. Um, and one of the unfortunate things is he has frequent meltdowns. Any transition, okay, it's time to leave to go do this. Uh, he's he's usually you know crying and screaming. Uh, he's also up all night crying and screaming um, because of you know what happened at school. What mm-hmm. he's replaying things in his mind. And uh, this is the unfortunate thing is we've we've noticed that when Kenner has gone to school, as an example, with Ivy to one of the private schools here in town, uh, he cuddles with her during breaks, participates in every lesson, has more confidence is more focused uh whereas in uh, the waterloo catholic board yeah. he uh, ends up having to leave the classroom yeah and and that's that's kind of one of the unfortunate uh one of the unfortunate things is we've we've seen this in action he can be both verbally and physically abusive when his anxiety levels spike he's a great kid but yeah. you know it happens and you can imagine the impact on those in his classroom his teacher his ea the other students and this this kind of ties into another point that's in Patrick Brown's People's Guarantee is the violence in the classrooms. Yeah, we, that is a got, big issue for teachers, and I huh. do know that they're gonna they're going to raise that issue. I think during this election because it's becoming an even bigger problem. I do have to stop you there because we're running out of uh, time, um, but I'll have you back on because I do think that's an interesting point that you bring up, Craig. Thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. Good luck. That's Craig Fee joining us, and, and he does bring up a great point that the teachers that are teaching these kids, essentially these kids have been dumped on them, and they are not equipped to give them the help they need. So there's a lot of disruption in the classroom, and that too has to be addressed.